Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. As of the 1st of October 2019, in South Australia, a new law was passed that allows a public servant to enter, remain, inspect, or use reasonable force to break into any premise, place, vehicle or vessel. This public servant can remove items from the premises to be used as evidence in future, and a warrant is not required if there is a suspicion, just a suspicion, that a vulnerable adult is at risk of abuse. Matters will then be directed to a court or tribunal that is not bound by the rules of evidence, can determine matters as it thinks fit, and can reach an outcome, just on the balance of probabilities, not beyond reasonable doubt. Victims often end up a ward of state. The public guardian and public trustee are often placed as the ultimate decision maker and take over all affairs. These laws are expected to be rolled out in other states next year. Are you scared yet? Good evening, everybody. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And tonight, we've got our friends from Australia back on. Before we get going here, say hello to my co-host, Kaz Scaife. Say hi, Kaz. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've had so much exciting stuff going on in the last few weeks, Marty. We're on more than once a week lately. Yes, we are. Uh, We've got people backing up. I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but... We're working on it, and uh, it's this movie, which everybody is talking yeah. about, I Care A Lot, has really brought more families out of the shadows on this thing. Uh, what has been done to families, the torment, the, the phys- not so much physical but mental torment, the bankrupting of families while they try to fight this system is just unbelievable. Now, of course, anybody familiar with this at all knows that uh, – once in guardianship, you're basically in a permanent trap. It's seldom that anybody is ever extricated from this. This is about what happens when you go into these probate tribunals, which I reiterate are not courts of law. This is why they don't have to follow the, the rules of evidence, the code of civil procedure. They don't have to comply with the Constitution. You have no due process. You have no rights. We've had these probate examiners tell people, you mention the Constitution one more time, I'll put you in jail for contempt. The thing is, they don't have the authority to do that. So they pass that order over to a state-level judge who happily signs it and sends it back, and that's who puts you in jail. 
The whole system is corrupt from one end to the other. This is a system of human trafficking for profit. And it's happening all over the globe. There is a company called ICOR, capital I-K-O-R, that works globally selling franchises on conservatorship and guardianship. They'll teach you how to do it. And it's fast, easy, consistent money, according to them. I guess when you're preying on the vulnerable elderly, it probably is. You have to be a special kind of jerk to get into this, but hey. Anyway, um, we have, with the exposure of this film, the Free Britney movement about Britney Spears, it's like the, the lid has come off of this thing. And, of course, the other side, regardless of whether you're here or Australia, is trying to paint it as though it is family members and friends. I have gone through nearly 18 government agencies, meetings, documents, offerings of all kinds from Health and Human Services, from the Bar Association, and they talk about family and community members preying on the elderly, they never one time, not once, did they mention the word guardianship by a professional. They never referred to it, talked about it, said one word about it. And that's so if you read any of their material, you conclude, well, it must be the family and people in the area that are doing it. The majority of the 90% of these cases are by professional predators working in tandem with these probate tribunals. It is the same judge the same attorneys, the same guardians, the same social workers, the same doctors, the same psychiatrists, and they just run people through like a mill. They can levy all kinds of charges. You were found living in squalor and filth. You were covered with urine and feces. You were starved and dehydrated, and they've never even seen the victim. Nobody asked them for evidence, and of course, they never provide any. As I said, when you're in a tribunal, you don't have to follow the rules of evidence. You you can stand up and make any charge you like. And so what if you don't like it? We have been tracking this all over the globe. And we have been working closely with Australia, who has gotten some pretty decent coverage lately, especially behind this movie coming out. And we're going to be talking extensively. Actually, I'm going to let Chris do most of the talking Uh, because she's got this backed up in a corner. She's got this whole system down, how it works, who's doing it, why they're doing it, and where we are stopped at every corner from breaking into this system and getting it stopped. If you don't get anything else from these shows, please understand. You are watching a global culling take place. They are ridding themselves of the elderly and the infirm, but they are relieving them of their assets before they go. It is estimated here in the States that somewhere between 300 and 350 billion in assets is being held by guardianship of more than one and a half million people. Now, do you really think there's that many people that need a guardian? And if they do, do they really need one of these predators? Somebody needs to do something about this. So, um, with that said, I want to bring on our guest, Chris, from Australia. Chris, how are you doing? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Yes. Well, this is, I don't know, we've been working together, what, a couple years now, Chris? And we have, things have we not have, done. and we are yeah. very thankful. Yes, thankful. Yeah. We're very thankful 
uh, Fanesca and for yourself and uh, helping us and steering us and teaching us. Um, and yeah. we, we're all learning. Uh, I think these guardianship predators, they, they come up with new tricks and tactics every every day. Um, I, I, I yeah. hear a story every day and a new tactic. So it's quite... It's quite scary, and it's quite scary for families who are trapped like a deer in front of a head, you know, yes. in front of headlights, and they just yes. don't know what to do. They yeah. just don't it, know what it, to do, Marty. And it's so, it's such a horrible system, and you, you really can't um, explain it to those who have never seen it, who have never been a part yes. of it, how this is happening, and. It's far worse in Australia because we, it's our governments, our state governments are the problem. Um, these are not often private guardianship or private administrators that come in. It's our state government and our federal governments that are targeting and are taking over our decision-making human rights, not in a court of law, you know, fudging capacity tests, which we will talk later, and that is the key. That is the heart of the story. And they have the show. They have the media. You know, I saw last, even last night um, on Twitter, public guardians would say, you know, predominantly families. Families are the abusers. Families, we need to protect our elderly because these ratbag children or, or parents yeah. or whoever they're targeting are really, really terrible. And interestingly, they're, they're bringing out this data, and this is what I do in particular, looking at the data. And the data, like for instance, we have the Australian Institute of Family Studies that are funded by the federal government, $10 million a year, to produce these what I call bogus reports. And one yes. is on, for example, elder abuse. And what they're not telling the public is they are excluding institutions, organisations, professional um, organisations such as lawyers and accountants from that data. They're only focusing on abuse uh, by family members and then they produce these wonderful statistics that 70% of sons are terrible, keep away from your son, and, you know, 10% are the grandchildren and yada, yada, yada. But they're not including the institutions and they're not including hospice or aged care. They're not including the hospitals. And that manipulation, it shows you how yes. deep this goes. And our governments here have the show. They have the whole show. And what worries me is today, thankfully, we have ABC investigations are looking into the guardianship system, which is great. So finally, there is a a, an independent review by the media on this system. People have been screaming about this for decades, well before Asgar um, started raising that flag. And they're finally looking into this. But my concern is unless they, they focus on the cause, the root of this problem, and they don't bring in the glory hogs because we know they're going to come in, and they don't yeah. bring in these predators who come in as victims which can destroy the whole because we do have predators we have the glory hogs here as well um, we are in trouble they need to understand the source of this and peep the real story is what the media is often yes. missing and that's the journey of the entrapment they're hunting us and it sounds 
like the Hunger Games, but in a, in a way it is because they are hunting our most vulnerable people to profit from that capture. They're not. Now I don't see our guardians ever targeting the homeless. I don't see them really yeah. targeting people who have absolutely no money unless there's a social cost saving for for the yeah. government. So we don't see that often. It's about the money and the media need to show that journey and warn Australians that there is a journey that you will be hunted and that's what really concerns me. This is the legal transfer of your decision-making rights to a complete stranger and it is so easy to do this in, and, and this is not an accident. Oh, you know, I, I kept hearing when this last week the story came out regarding a young deaf girl who has been snatched from her home and from her mother. And we were fortunate, and, and I know the, the family well, so I can talk about that later. Um, you know, on Facebook, we, we kept seeing the trolls coming out, all those ignorant as well. There must be more to the story. The government doesn't yes. do that. They wouldn't no. do that. There's blind trust. The blind no. trust in our government. And yes. they wouldn't do that process. They can't just come in and take over. No. Yes, they can. And, and yes. that's the story that is not being shown in the media, the root of the cause of this. We need to wake up. And I think I, look, if, if this was now me watching, as well, I would be in disbelief. I've never had it. I've never been involved in the court system or any, or anything to do with with all governments or anything like that. So I would be looking at the. I'm an average Australian looking at this and saying, oh, there must be more to the story. There is. Your government has a backdoor, an underhanded system in place to take over your life. They're not going to tell you. They're going to do everything to stop this. Okay. And I and I and and the problem is, it's not. The guardians and the administrators are the tail end of this problem. That's when they've caught you. That's when they fleece you. That's when they drug you. That's when they isolate you. That's when they do everything. They, they even cremate you and hide your ashes. This is what they do at the tail end. But the real story, the real story is the hunt. The real story yes. is when you when you when you're frail when you sign up to a, a free will when you go into hospital that you may not come out that you are signing up you're, you're dying and your hand is being taken over and you're signing new legal documents you're, you're unaware of what's happening and somehow a social worker and a trustee has signed you to new legal documents it's the entraption it's the deceptiveness the imbalance of power that the media have not caught on the human trafficking element uh, the deceptive right. manner that our these predators that are unmonitored and that they're unaccountable and they have these excessive powers to do whatever they want under legislation the color of law we keep saying there's nothing legal about what they're doing the crimes act in every state in Australia clearly specifies all these actions as a crime. However, when you look at the guardianship legislation, which we have, our group has, they have limited the investigations. They give immunity to these guardians and these trustees yes. and these tribunal members. They have... They, the threshold for capacity is so low that they can capture you if you forget your Aunt Mavis, her name and where she lives. That's it. You've lost capacity. They've got you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's so sinister. And 
when I was talking to a victim last week, he said the right word. I feel powerless, Christine. I am powerless to stop these people. And he said, this is a cult. And I said, yes. Mm. He said, they can't do this. And everyone, that's the first thing I always hear. They can't do this. How are they doing this? I said, you're dealing with the mafia. Our Mm -hmm. government has become really are using cult tactics and mafia tactics. And, and it's not just the actions that they're doing. It's, this is legislated. This is in legislation after legislation. And I don't, that's what the media have not really shown, that you know we've got this racket that's going on and how cunning it is. And it, it, it's not an old person's. Uh, disease. It's not. They're not going to target you when you hit 65. They are targeting right. in Australia the young as well because there's a nice insurance scheme called NDIS. It's the National Disability Insurance Scheme, and per person per year that can reach up to one million dollars. Okay. Now, if you're right. a provider and you've got a young person who has power to make decisions to sack you, you really don't want to lose that income stream, do you? So what do you do? You start isolating the family, you grab that victim, you guardianise them, so the NDIS providers throw them into uh, the, the guardianship system, which almost automatically appoints them a public guardian in a water state, then you isolate them. You put them in a group home, you keep them under lock and key. No family can see them. Absolutely no one can see them. And then you start drugging these poor, innocent children. And they're often children and young adults. You drug them. You keep them. Then you bring in your doctors to undertake capacity tests. They often fail. And then you go to the federal government and you say, you know that $70,000 package? We need to ramp it up to half a million. This person's really bad. And then the government funds the kidnapping, okay? And all these advocates that know about this, okay, are silent because they're all worried that their funding's going to go. So they don't want to talk about it. And they're not talking, Marty, about this illusion, this illusion of safety. People think, oh, Christine, I have powers of attorney. I'm okay. My wills are up to date. My advanced care directives are fine. They don't know that a tribunal order can override all of that. Every it bit means of it, nothing yes. Paper. Okay, nothing. You can go into a hospital and you might not come out. On the opinion of somebody who has never met you, a social worker who, in her opinion, not based on any evidence at all, he calls you an abuser, okay, or a guardian who calls you an abuser. Your next of kin, if you're married, that's not going to save you. We're seeing people divorced. The guardians come in and divorce and isolate couples. We're seeing children trying to protect their parents and being, you know, pushed aside. We are seeing joint tenancy on titles. All the titles are being ripped up. If you have trust, they're ripping into trusts. They are challenging inheritances now. So they are challenging, you know, grandma's inheritance to your kids and they're coming in saying, oh, you should seek more. We're taking over. They're going that far. They are divorcing people. 
and they are ignoring their wishes and they play this lovely little game. If you want to stay with your mum, if your mum's saying, I want Christine, I want Christine to look after me. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, mum. You, you, you don't understand. You're being unduly influenced by Chris. We need to take her away from here. And they come in with that card. If you have a loved one, which is very common, uh, in the throes of a, a nasty, aggressive dementia, they will remove on the rights and wishes card. They will say, they don't love you anymore. They don't want to see you anymore. We have evidence that they don't want to see you anymore. Keep away, Christine. So they've got it all. They've got every single uh, checkpoint. They've got tick, 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 tick. They know what they're doing. And that's what we're not seeing in the media. We're not seeing that. And we're not seeing that collective pack of white-collar professionals. They're white-collar professionals that we believe we should trust. You shouldn't trust them. They're working in, in this coordinated manner and they're feeding from that capture. They all take a cut of that property or that real estate or the money and they're all dividing it amongst themselves and they've all got a job to do. There are social workers that look for the new victim or whoever is looking, or the guardians or whoever the spotters are. You've got the tribunals that legally, under the colour of law, remove the human decision-making, human rights of that person. Then you have the guardians and the trustees that sweep in and do the next part where they isolate, medicate and liquidate. And then you have the other start. When people start complaining, all the doors start slamming. Bang, bang, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Families are receiving the same letters um, saying, nope, you're not getting your family statements. Nope, you are, you are not allowed to audit your own families, your own loved ones' um, accounts, they start opening. It's an open checkbook for these people. And then eventually the loved one dies. People are traumatised. They are traumatised. They are cry to it often on the phone. They are in shock. I think people have suicided over these horrible tactics that they use and, and it's, it's so upsetting. There are times, and, and I know you, this happens to you as well, Marty, you sit back when you put your head on that pillow and you just you've heard a horrible story and you can't sleep there are times that I just don't sleep at night knowing that this is going on and you just you're powerless you don't know what to do and it, and the real source of this Marty are the tribunals I stress yes. it often that process there is the most devious most dangerous process I have ever seen in my life. I spent three years in a trial, three years to protect a loved one. And what I saw in there, it will never leave me. It will never leave yeah. me. And to know all these people witnessed what I witnessed, the destruction of evidence, the tampering of wills. I didn't do this. The guardians and everybody else did this. That signing up a loved one during a proceeding and trying to transfer property before the gavel hit, silenced by everyone, silenced by the tribunal. How does this happen? How can they do this? Because they can. The law has given yeah. them this power. And you see this. And when people think that they're going into a courtroom, they're not going into a courtroom. It's not a courtroom. And that's where... We're seeing this, and I think that's the scary part, and that's the, and I know I've ranted, but it's the most important part of this whole story. Yes. 
They're innocently thinking that they're going to be heard. We have seen victims shut down. I sent you a video last night of that lady reading her own orders. She has been guardianized. She's reading her orders and she said, this made me out to be a mental case. This This poor woman was drugged before the hearing. It was over the phone. Her human rights were removed over the phone while she was drugged. This is what's happening, Marty. I mean, yes. this is the story. You know, this is the root of the problem. And I think it's this happening is one there of as the well. Things that, you can fill me in. Yeah. One of the things that really struck me when I was first in this was the number of people, and I had to be among them, Chris, the number of people who went into these, what I finally figured out was a tribunal, not a court of law. Tribunal makes its own rules and it ignores what it wants to. It pays attention to what it wants to. It basically is set up to op- operate outside the law and the Constitution here. And the number of people who went in there thinking they knew what the law was, that they were protected by the Constitution, that they had rights, blah, 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 only to find out that in that tribunal they were less than nothing. And they had nothing. I've dealt with more people who have had PTSD from that experience alone. The trauma of that alone has shook them yeah. to their core. And when you you talk about there in Australia, the uh, government orchestrating, it does here also. And one of the things they mm-hmm. do here, Chris, is they say, oh, we don't collect any statistics on guardianship. Yeah, you do. That's what the Government Accountability Office does. Only they rig their statistics so that it's community and family members. Not a word about these professional predators. Not a freaking word. And this goes on constantly. But people who are shook, and you know, you have an idea of what what the law should be or what you think it is that would come into play in these situations. You think you have rights. You think your elderly person or whomever it is has rights and they're going to be protected only to find out, and you're absolutely right, Chris, that person sitting up there, the hearing examiner, the ministerial clerk, whatever that person is, they're not judges of the law. Judge has a specific meaning, and it means that you deal with law. These people do not. These are agency personnel sitting up there in a black robe, misrepresenting themselves, and you find out that you have nothing, and you have no protection from these people, they can do what they want, and they do do what they want. And Chris, you talk about you know like the homeless people out there. We've got um, predators here, and these people are predators. Make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. They are predators. Chris, you're absolutely right. They are hunting us. But we have people here that are doing business by volume. We have one predator running up there in, in Michigan, 1,700 wards. She's collecting the Social Security any railroad or VA retirement funds and giving them $44 a month out of their own self's money. But when you are this thing about legal capacity, when you remove someone's legal capacity, that's what allows them to strip them of their identity. This allows the guardian now to present themselves as that person. Is a very carefully thought out system, but you lose legal capacity. It means you have just suffered a civil death. You no longer exist as a living, breathing human being in the law. You don't exist anymore. 
And I think that for me, that, that is so cold and heartless and I think just an indicator of how depraved these people are that make their living preying on other people. Those are just my thoughts, of course, but Kaz, what do you think? I, I mean, this sounds so familiar to what I experienced in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. It, it's, and I can't believe that we're talking about two different countries, and yet the yes. same thing is going on. You know, yes. I had, um, there's a, a guest that we had on a few weeks ago, and I was messaging back and forth with him, and they were talking about, um, I was getting some information from Elaine and at NASCA, and we were really trying to help, and yet the person was like, but if you're a ward and you've lost all your rights, do you not have any nursing home rights? You know, we we're talking about, like, the nursing home rights and things, like, you have no rights, is that? Is that really how it is? Like you're basically, you're yes. just dead. You're just yes. dead. You know? Yep. And it's just so heartbreaking You're dead, but you haven't think, quit breathing. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're just, you're just dead. Yeah. And it, I mean, I remember last time when we were on the show with Chris, and Chris, you said something that I've never forgotten. You said it was like the way a shark can smell blood, they smell money. Yeah. And I just thought yeah. that was so true. <laughs> It yeah, is, that yeah. was so true. Yeah. It is true. And uh, the capacity in Australia is far worse for us because it's our governments doing it. So this imbalance of power between this poor individual or their family and then you've got the might of the state. And these are... And I... Because in my as an accountant, I need to understand how they're doing it and what the gain is. So... We started a group of us in Asgard researching, looking for all the, how they're doing it, and we've come down to some simple steps. The tribunal is the key. Now, there will always be abusers. There will always be um, somebody targeting a vulnerable person. That is life, okay? But when you go into a tribunal, you expect, okay, due process. And what do we mean by this? We mean... You want a court, an independent judge, you want a you know, swearing of an oath and, and, and so on. But there's no oath swearing in, in, Victor well, in Victoria and all, all of Australia. Right. You go into a tribunal, it is not a judge, it is a public servant of the state. Okay, there's no jury, there was no oath swearing in my particular case. Under the constitution of this tribunal that was created to, to listen to small good claims like warranties and, you know, first world problems, the, the constitution allows the, these members to ignore evidence, act any way they see fit and not appeal. You cannot appeal unless it's a question of law. So if that member has made an error under legislation, not on facts. So, so this allows these predators, so they don't have to include, look at evidence. They can cherry pick evidence. But what is even far worse here, that you're seeing you cannot sue for defamation. They have covered themselves so, so well. So anyone can make a false allegation against you, against your character, and you're, mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it. And they then put this gag order over a person to stop you speaking out to the media, which I often ignore because I really don't care. And then you, the, the victim themselves, they use their own money in Australia 
So the so you so the predators are using your money to fight you to keep you in trap yes. in this system. Mm-hmm. They deny you representation. They don't test any of the allegations. They bully you. Okay, and then you're under this capacity. We talk about capacity. These are mini mental tests that they're undertaking. They are the most dangerous form of capacity testing I have ever seen in my life. They don't test your IQ. They don't test really your memory. They don't, they don't test for personality changes or cognitive inflexibility or delusions or grandiosity or anything that might you know, really be a cause of a problem. They don't test anything. If you know... We've got another problem here in Australia. We have many people who actually have impairments who are unwell and they are using these mini mental tests to pass them, that is to legally say that that person has capacity and then they're changing their wills. Mm. And that's what they try to do to our loved one who has been impaired all my life and all of a sudden he you know was Steve Job he was you know gifted he, he was the you know he could make decisions on everything and they tried to change wills during a proceeding and the whole system ignored it that's how dangerous these are crimes that are happening we're talking rape murder, starving people, drugging them, neglecting them, isolating them, liquidating their estate in a deceptive manner, taking over their affairs, defamation, perjury, all of these horrible things that are under the Crimes Act in each state being ignored in tribunals. And that's the story that needs to be told to the public, that your powers are not going to save you, your family cannot save you in this system if you're targeted, your husband or your partner cannot save you. They have have covered all of these bases. And even Mm -hmm. if you expose them or you catch them like I did, okay, this tribunal will cover it up. Okay, they're working together and that's what upset me with I Care A Lot. It was the only part of that movie that I really um, I looked at and I thought, no, that's not correct. This judge, this overweight judge up there listening to Marlon saying, oh, yes, we've got to protect. That's not what happens in these tribunals. <laughs> Most of them know what's going on. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They're employed for a particular reason and... Once, I think I believe, once Australia realises that it's an entrapment process, it is not a court of law, you are being steered like, you know, a, a fly in a Venus flytrap where it grabs you, you know, drains you of all your juices and then spits you out when it doesn't, doesn't want you. That's what guardianship is. That's what it is. It's not this old, nice, cozy little arena where we got, we're all singing together, looking after the best interests of that poor person. No, they're looking no. after the interests of the state. They're looking after the interests of the guardians. That's what's happening. That's the reality and that's the story. I have a question. Was the Netflix... Was, is Netflix a big deal over in Australia and was that movie a number one on Netflix in Australia? It was number one on Netflix here in the United yes. States. Yes, it was. I mean, we, um, it was and, you know, it, I think 
people still think it's many many who saw the story and knew of my case and other cases you know they were really really excited that this story finally yeah you know, there was a story there and it was in a in a sort of a fiction like manner but it's not fiction and right when you tell like look my only disappointment was the middle part of that story although there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, you know when you look at the guardianship system and the mafia how they were basically the same like my husband mm-hmm. said to me well what's the difference between the mafia and guardianship they're, they're one of the same and and they joined forces mm-hmm. And when you see yeah. at the end of that movie, this really big conglomerate that Marla created, I looked at that and so did Chris Jenkinson and we said, that's our state government. That is, for us, that's the state, that there's this big system that they, they're training all these state employees to demonise families, to target mm-hmm. victims, or they've created a business out of taking over your life and that was you know and at the ending was great because I thought that was it it brought back (laughs) home when I saw the blood trailing down it's blood money they are dealing this is blood money this is blood money and the mafia and guardianship are one of the same I saw that to me that was really really powerful and the only part of that was the judge this this ignorant judge thinking that they're doing the right thing Mm-hmm. I've only seen that twice in my my case in particular. The first member, um, I think she was quite stunned that she was lied to. In my opinion, she was lied to, and and it was clear in the reports. Fortunately, I could read the medical reports that she was being lied to, and and she did request a second hearing, and she did the right thing. I I. I don't, I've never I've never criticised her actions because she did do the right thing. But what I saw in there were the guardians trying to put themselves in a position to change wills and to influence the doctors assessing our loved one to take control. And that's what, if you, you're not aware of the guardianship system, this is what they do. There are doctors working in this system. There are, there's oh, no independence here. There are doctors that they can call on. There are social workers. They are even targeting hairdressers in Australia to report elder abuse. There's this really big um, advertising campaign in Australia that you can't trust your children, your husband is evil, da-da-da-da, all of this. What people, the average Australian is not realising is once you report elder abuse, once you report any form of abuse, the system kicks in to assess whether you should be taken on a road to the guardianship tribunal. And once you're in there, you can't escape. Once there's a bedside hearing that's being undertaken, it's already set. I can actually, when people call me up and tell me their stories, I always look at what stage they're in. Are they in stage one? Have they been targeted? Are they in stage two where the the tribunal is thinking about taking over their lives? Have they already been caught? And usually once they catch them and they remove their human rights, their decision-making human rights, it's really just factory work. You know, put them into a, as Marty calls them, warehouses of death, isolate them, drug them, whilst the guardians and the administrators fleece the estate. And they will 
they will charge, they will start racking up a bill, um, you, you, they will start, that clock, that billings process starts almost immediately and, you know, they, they really have this fine pattern. It, it is, I, I look at it like, like, a, like producing a product in a factory. It starts from the assembly line, it goes through to the end. It's, it's a soft kill. Marty has said this once before. The Nazis did this, and I hate bringing this, this part up, but it's very relevant. The Nazis went in too quick, Marty once said. They went in and they just started killing, and, and, this, and the systems realised we have to do this behind a curtain. We have to hide it mm -hmm. now. We can't be as brazen, and guardianship is the way they're doing this. And um, I think so too. it is a soft kill. We have we have medication. We have they're drugging people. They're killing people via medication. And then they tell the yep. family the next day, oh, you know, Aunt Mavis or Aunt whatever, she passed away. She's been murdered in a lot of cases. So mm -hmm. there's so much. It's got so many angles. But the really, um, I think the movie really highlighted that whole system, how powerful those guardians are, how they can control every aspect of your life, how they can kick out the sun and block the sun from seeing the mother, how the mother sitting there, drugged up, you know, not aware, wondering where is my, my boy? And, and, and that's a story we see all the time. And I think that's what the media really need to start to hone in on, the hunt, the hunt for new clients, because that's what they are to them. They are clients. The hunt for new clients and how they disempower the family, how they disempower the victim themselves and how the role of these tribunals, given this almost excessive power and they're not a court, there is no, there's often no judge hearing these matters and even if there is a judge, they are free to act in any way they like and that has to stop, that has to stop and in our case in Australia, it's our government abusing its own citizens. I think it's the same in the United States. It's the government. If the judge, the judge is hired by the government, the, you know, elected yes. and, you know, it, it is the government. And I believe it's the perfect crime. The old man died. The old woman died. And everyone's like, oh, they were old. They no, I, I think you're absolutely right. They were murdered. And yes. I think that Netflix did a great job at researching how the crime is done. And it's so fascinating that it's relevant, not just in the United States, but that what they researched and put out is relevant in Australia too. I didn't even know until we had this conversation how powerful this movie has been. Yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is too, we've, this is happening globally. This isn't, we've, we've got people from Italy, France, England, Canada, New Zealand, this is happening globally. This is a global scourge, if nothing else. But this whole system, it, it's in place in all these countries. It might be different terminology, a little different setup in the court system or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's the same system. And they are getting rid of, they are stealing everything they can get their hands on. And something I'm starting to see more of is articles by people saying it is, um, it's not right for people to be able to inherit their parents' property. Um, oh, if their yeah, parents yeah. died, then, yeah, that you shouldn't be able to inherit that. And uh, which I don't know what's going to happen to the guardians on that one, because what if they get sucked into that? But 
this is all about theft, legalized theft. And mm-hmm. that we have all of these people under guardianship, under threat, the majority of them being isolated. I, I talked to you, Chris, about what we call trauma-based bonding, just exactly what you yes, said. Yes. They they isolate it, isolate the person. Many times they don't even have a TV or a radio in their room or even a window. And then they take anything away from them that they can, like dentures, glasses, hearing aids, and they are in this cocoon. And they start telling them, you don't see anybody else here, do you? I'm the only one that cares about you. You better do what I say because I might leave and not come back. Oh, God, please let that happen. And But this... They do this, and this is what we call the Stockholm Syndrome, where they start identifying with their captor. And because it's the only thing they have, it's the only thing that's there, and that person has total control. And so you see this bonding occur with some of these people. They'll go along with anything because they're scared to death. And the idea, I'd say, what I can't get over is the, I was going to say character, but it's lack of character, of integrity, of any sense of honor of the people who work in this system. What the hell's wrong with you? And Chris, it's like you said, you had people coming on. When I was first in this, which has been going on 14 years ago now, all I heard was, well, they must have done something wrong or they wouldn't have done that to them. Well, what did you do? Mm -hmm. You must have done something wrong. Well, it's your own fault because otherwise they wouldn't have done. And see, it's taken all these years for people to finally figure out you didn't have to do anything but be there. You yeah. didn't have to do anything at all. And yeah. um, you they, just had to be there. Or they think you're a compulsive liar. That's another yes. one. Just because, yeah, you're a compulsive liar. You're living in some sort of fantasy world making stuff up. And yes. that's, what, yes. that's what all of us have had to battle. Yes. You know, a Guess total attack on our own personal character by even yes. speaking mm-hmm. out. Yep. And um, it well, just well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, gaslighting. Uh, it's uh, I. My, my sister and I went in to the system to protect a loved one. I can't even tell you who this loved one is because I will go to jail if I reveal what? who this loved one is. This is how strict it is oh. in Australia. This is how they have been able to. Uh, get away with it, really, for so long. I, I can't tell you who this loved one is, so I will refer to this loved one as a loved one. And my sister and I went into a system, and it took us three years. It was an eye-opener, believe me. And to see trauma-based bonding, with, and I've discussed this with Marty many times, uh, is particularly for me and my sister, so close to us, we witnessed strangers isolate our loved one and turn our loved one against us. That then became a right and a wish to deny us access. And um, our loved one has had serious issues all of our lives. Uh, We've seen this and we have put in place, luckily we put in place um, uh, structures as an accountant to protect our loved one. Mm -hmm. We were the problem. My sister and I were the threat not yes. the abusers around. We proved the abuse. We proved within the hearing, within three years, uh, towards the end, of, before the gavel hit, lawyers attempted to re- 
they, they signed our loved one up to new legal documents whilst proceedings were on foot, remember that, which is a crime, okay. and attempted to remove, le uh, le we, we call them caveats here in Australia, they're just a, a protective, um, is it a lien in America where you protect anyone yes. transferring property during a proceeding, they try to remove that as well before the gavel hits. So okay, they were up to something. There was an intent there. And to see the system, to see the final member gaslight, ignore this, ignore that this happened, ignore a serious medical report, a doctor that they picked, that the tribunal picked, who actually, and, and I have to give this doctor credit, was honest to say that our particular loved one was not well. And to mm -hmm. begrudgingly accept this report um, and still to remove my sister and I as we were a threat and to place an independent administrator in who we've done nothing wrong. The evidence was there. This is how fanatical this system is. They are, the system is hell-bent to remove all families they don't care, they will gaslight, they will lie, they will engage in trauma-based tactics, love bombing. You're a good person, they stroke the victim, or we're protecting you from your terrible you know, mm. children or sons or daughters or whatever it is. Um, we are doing this to protect you. And, the, and a vulnerable person can easily be unduly influenced once that process has has worked they then grab this person they isolate them and and often and we see this a lot with many many members in ASGAR they never see their loved one again and that's where the rights yeah. and wishes card comes in it is cruel it is vile it is inhumane it is against every international human rights treaty and convention it, isolation is is um is is a cruel and horrible horrible um tactic it is being used by these strangers often strangers a lot of these guardians don't even know um, they're victims, they've never even met them. They are removing good, honest people. These people should be charged, these guardians. They should all be investigated. They should all be um, publicly, you know, the, the crimes that they're committing aired publicly. And I believe many of these individuals, even tribunal members, should be jailed. With the evidence that we're seeing, that they are they are committing crimes. I don't know how they're suspended. I don't know how the Crimes Act in, in our states are being so willfully ignored. Um, I'm just in shock that this is happening and it's real. And I always go back to the tribunals because they, these tribunals in Australia, that are these members that have been handpicked by the Attorney General's office, Okay, so the Attorney General in Australia picks the tribunal members, they pick the trustee heads and they pick the guardian heads, okay. They give this illusion that they're all different departments and they're all independent, but they all report to the same State Attorney General, they all have a function to do and they all have their little um, ground staff that do what they do and it is so, it is just racketeering and it is fraud, and I and I and if they don't, if they can sue me, so I'm lying. I have enough evidence now. Many victims 
to say this is ongoing, it is, it is against the law, it is under the colour of law they're doing this. There's nothing legal about this. They have legitimised this system by collusive behaviours, by stopping investigations in their tracks. Because if you stop an investigation, no one can get charged. That's one of the that's one right. of the, one of the tactics that they use. Oh. They don't investigate. You don't investigate. There's no crime. It's a trick. It's a con. Convenient. Wow. It's a con. The whole thing is a con. And when you, we are nothing but a burden, really. This, they talk about sustainability in the United Nations. They're not talking just about sustaining the resources of, you know, land and food. We are a human asset as well. They're yes. talking about sustaining us. Yes. You've got this system where we are a human asset. This is a stock take clearance. If I looked at this, and, I, and it sounds so cold, and I don't mean to be cold, but let's look at it as an accountant would look at it. And you have billions of people eating all these, you know, using up all these resources. And you believe that there are too many people, and we hear it all the time, there are too many yeah. people. Our vulnerable, our elderly, they are seen as dead would and this is yes. how they we look at them as mum and dad we love them we want them forever with us we see our sisters and our brothers who are disabled we want them to live uh, uh, the, the, we want them to reach their potential their maximum potential we we love them we want them to be alive and be happy they don't view that love that we do this is a person that's on a pension that's costing them X amount of dollars being paid, there are carers' allowances, carers' pensions, they're going in and out of hospital, there are doctors that have to be employed, ambulance service, they're a cost. They look at us as a cost. And once we become a cost, okay, we are a problem. So you don't have to own assets. If you are a burden on, on our social security system, as they said, our centering, our hospitals, we become a cost. This is what we're seeing often. The aged are being shunted directly into aged care. The vulnerable that are young are being put into group homes. They've worked this system out. They know what they're doing. We have this NDIS system in, in, in Australia, which is a disability scheme for those under 65. It is modelled on the same premise of aged care, only for the vulnerable, the ones that have a disability. Right. They don't care about these poor, poor victims. A victim no. with Down syndrome, a poor person with Down syndrome could live up to, into their 70s and 80s. Put them in a group home, they'll be lucky to see four or five years. Yes. They've got, they've worked um. it out. They know what they're doing. Well, you know, and this is the thing, too. Um, we see it over here with hospice. Uh, you go into hospice, your chances of ever coming out of there or surviving long-term are about nil and none. This uh, changed under Obamacare. They got an $11.5 billion infusion of cash to go from Good Samaritan to the Grim Reaper, and they do a fine job of it. Um, this always starts with, and I want people to think about this, things here. Number one, when they harvest organs... The person is alive. They are not dead, not brain dead, not nothing. They are alive. The organs are no good if they are deprived of oxygen for even two minutes. This is why they put people on life support. 
And But the other thing here is you go into hospice and a doctor, and it says any doctor anywhere can call for futility of care. What does that mean? Well, they have re, uh, they've done this here. I checked out Australia. They've done the same thing there, Chris. They've redefined food and water as medical treatment. Not a human right and necessity, but as medical treatment, indicating that if you weren't ill, you could survive fine without food and water. That would be what you'd conclude. But it's medical treatment now. So when they call futility of care and your aged care system is the same, they immediately stop all food and hydration. And they start starving and thirsting these people to death. After day four, their organs are shutting down without water which is very painful. In comes the killer nurses. And they've got the shots they're going to give them. Because you don't want them to suffer, do you, Chris? Do you? You don't want to see them suffering. So they give them these shots. It's Haldol, morphine, and Ativan. It's actually, they call it a ham sandwich. And it starts the process of actively killing them. And they increase the dose, increase the dose, then they cannot swallow anything, even if you try to swallow water in their mouth. And by the way, if you try to feed or hydrate one of these people, they will arrest you. And But they say, we can't give them food or water. They've forgotten how to swallow. No, they mm-hmm. didn't. You drugged them up so bad that the automatic reflex action of swallowing isn't functioning. They didn't forget. You made them so they're unable to swallow. And then one of the last things they will do right before they're going to take them out is, like if the family's there, they'll come in and roll them up on their side. And I wondered why they did that, and I find out it seriously compromises the function of the lung. And they give them that last big kill shot of these drugs, and within 20 minutes, 30 minutes, they're dead. They do this all day, every day in hospices all across this country. They're doing the same thing in your aged quality care there in Australia. But this is premeditated murder. And any doctor, like I say, any doctor can call futility of care. Then they move you into what they call palliative. Palliative is the active process of that facility ending your life. That's what palliative It is not pain control. It is actively ending your life. And they do this all day every day and how these people do this Chris like these guardians how these people in these facilities know that they are murdering people on a daily basis and go home to their families like nothing happened come back the next day and do it all over again and lie to these families and we've had families say afterwards they were murdering mom dad or whomever right in front of us we didn't know what they were doing we didn't realize at the time what they were doing they weren't there to help they were here there to kill and for exactly. some reason, there seems is some sort of gratification in doing this in front of the family or coercing the family to uh, participate in it. And that, to me, is absolutely chilling in its in its aspect. I I can't I can't hardly even grasp that one. But we oh. are being you right i don't think you could have put it any better chris than to say they are hunting us they are hunting us yes, yes. And, and that's the only that's the only way i do this so that we are being and it it sounds like 
look, five years ago, for me to say this, I, I'd have a tinfoil hat on my head and, you know, people, I think people, when I tell people, I try to warn people, you see this look of, how did Christine become this, you know, conspiracy theorist? I don't deal with conspiracy theories. I deal with facts, okay? I have researched this with others. We have looked at the legislation in South Australia, for instance. There's legislation. They can kick down your door. They can kick down your door on a suspicion, and it only requires a public servant. That's a fact, okay? In Western Australia, they can test on people and this happened in the COVID, they can test, they can remove organs under legislation and a public servant makes this decision, does not even go through a court process and they test on people who lack capacity to give consent. That is your mother in aged care, your father in aged care, your brother or sister that has a disability, the public guardian in that role removes the family from objecting to the testing or the whatever they do. Okay. The COVID mm -hmm. legislation that they rammed through in Australia last year, um, bypassing due process, bypassing the court system, this is a fact. This is not you know, this is not um you know, a conspiracy theory. The guardianship acts that have been amended in various states, they give regard to the United Nations Convention. Regard means we don't have to follow it if we don't want. Words are very important in legislation. We're seeing it all, all the time. I believe South Australia, Western Australia and Tasmania are by far the worst systems. I think and I'm, I'm from Victoria, and I have to give Victoria some a little bit of credit. Some of the members are doing the right thing there, but still, it's an abusive system. I'm seeing horror stories still. I, I was one of them. New South Wales, the system is so big that they just think they're untouchable. And, and Queensland, that's just one big mess because a lot of the Queenslanders are up in arms with pitchforks at the moment about guardianship. So, you know, we're seeing that all over. But what we're seeing now in Australia is this voluntary euthanasia legislation coming in. Yes. And it sounds sweet and lovely and you know um, you know oh this is really good and what concerns me is and I'm not against voluntary euthanasia if you have a an advanced care directive or your mother or father has an advanced care directive that states look if this happens to me I would like a do not resuscitate uh, clause that's okay and it's good you can have that that is your free will what People don't understand is when the when you have a I would like like in my my um, my advanced care directive I want my family to do everything in their power to keep me alive. If my kids or my husband tell that to the doctor, say to the doctor, look, Christine's on a on a ventilator, but she wants the hospital to do everything in their power to keep her alive. What People, what Australians don't understand is there is a clause that allows the doctor to override the family annual wishes. Yes. And, what, and yes. this is under legislation. And then if the family's still up in arms and have a fit, there will be a bedside hearing that will revoke and override my own wishes. And that's what they don't understand. There's this, there's this view that I have everything prepared, I have all my legal documents, 
they mean nothing. They don't right. mean they are being revoked. They are being overridden by tribunal orders. And it only takes five minutes, even over the phone, to revoke your lifetime wishes, your true wishes. And that has, cannot be more stressed in the case of Doreen Laran last year. We witnessed this. We were powerless to stop it. 41 days, this woman, she was deemed palliative. This is how they do it in Australia. And, and mm -hmm. it's um, this involuntary euthanasia sounds really good and, you know, and, and, and it's, it's nothing but short of criminal. So what happens is someone is injured. They, they're not well. Uh, they're unwell. They go into a hospital and um, there are doctors there and, and, and they're, not, they're not, you know, there's, there's obviously a, a process. The family will say they will remove the family. Okay, they will remove the family, they will appoint a public guardian to take over. That public guardian then will deem your loved one as palliative, okay? That, that diagnosis, that word palliative, will allow the public guardian to legally remove all sustenance or fluids from that victim. That victim will die. Doreen Laurent took 41 days. That's, that to me, to me, that's not palliative. That's, in my opinion, murder. She right. was starved to death. She was denied access and fluids. Um, and then the family will kick up a complaint. Then they will stop those complaints. Uh, the death certificate will not say that that person has been starved. They will say dementia or they will diagnose the disability rather than the actual cause of the death. And right. then there are secrecy laws to gag the family. So this is not an accident. And that's what worries me no. with this voluntary euthanasia legislation. If you have a do not resuscitate clause, don't worry. They'll, they'll, they'll make sure that you will not be resuscitated if, um, well, if that's what you wish. But if you are Catholic, if you believe in the right to life, if you believe in, as Doreen was, if you believe in that um, my loved one would like the hospital to do everything in their power to keep this person alive, they will ignore you. And they will remove you, even if you have a, an advanced care or medical power of attorney. We've seen it enough time to know what's actually happening in practice. Okay? And legislation is just one way of uh, removing the accountability and the immunity that these uh, guardians and uh, hospital workers, because they're worried of being sued. They're worried about being sued. So the legislation in the palliative sections has this immunity to lawyers, to accountants, to guardians, to, to hospital workers. They're covered. You can't even get them. If they decide to pull that plug, they're immune under law. Well, you know, the thing is, here in the States, we have two states. Hang on, I'm having a little trouble here with my headset. Um, we have two states, Connecticut, and I believe the other is Wyoming, that have laws in place now, Chris, to where it's okay to euthanize people with dementia and who are mentally ill because they're not worth taking care of. They can't be saved, so there's no sense in, you know, spending all that money on them. You talked about being called a conspiracy theorist, and we all have been. There's a difference yeah. between a conspiracy theorist and a conspiracy analyst. It makes it no less of a conspiracy. When you can show, like you have, the laws and everything else, what, how this is happening, who's facilitating it, how they're doing it, the wording they're using to get by with it, 
that's analytics. So yes, you're a conspiracy analyst. And I have a graphic up on my website that says conspiracy theorist, someone who questions the statements of known liars. And I think that is a very <laughs> accurate description. Um, this, the, the idea, yeah. <laughs> well, it is. And these people do lie. They lie consistently. Lord knows you get yeah. them in front of a camera, everything comes out of their mouth. I always say if a politician is talking, sound is coming out of his mouth, he's lying. Um, it's just a fact of life. But they are trying to cull us, and they have come up with all these clever plans. And, you know, I don't know how much of this has to go on before you give up on the, you know, that conspiracy theorist thing has actually just run its life, you know, get over it. The people that out these things like you and me, we do our research. We backed up by the laws they have passed. We backed up by the cases that we have and what they're doing to families and people, individuals. This isn't mm -hmm. a theory. It is a conspiracy. No. It is a conspiracy to kill, to murder a specific segment of our population. Now, I don't know what part of that people don't understand, but we have laid this out repeatedly, proven our case. And then, you know, the other one that just makes me want to blow chunks is fake news. That's fake news. No, you're you're just brain dead. That's all. They need to euthanize you. Um, but this thing, they're trying to yeah. to push this euthanasia thing everywhere, and it's a steady conditioning. We do a little bit here. We do a little bit there. We push it over here and see what the public response is to it. And mm -hmm. then if nobody really fights back, then we push it a little bit further. But they are trying to get this globally to the point where we readily accept forced euthanasia. Now, we had that doctor come on TV, and I don't want to get in the virus thing, but said, don't be alarmed if elderly people start dying behind the vaccine. Why shouldn't I get alarmed? And then we had another doctor said, no one really has any reason to live beyond 75. Life isn't worth living after 75. Well, you go first, Mr. Doctor. Um, you know, these, but see, they're conditioning the public. I saw last year questioning young people, and they were asking them loaded questions. Do you really think we need to take care of the elderly? And, of course, well, no, I don't know why we should. And, you know, and they're using up all of our resources. And I got news for all of you young people. I helped put those resources there that you're hanging on to so tightly. And so did every other elderly person out there. You don't have anything that we didn't provide for you. And the, but the idea that we have devalued life to such a point and this constant conditioning of the public goes on, the constant, well, we tried this, and what do you think of that? Well, yeah, we euthanized these people, but, you know, they didn't have any life anyway. We did the most merciful thing. It, it, this kind of talk, and people start gradually accepting the idea that this is acceptable, and it isn't. You don't have any right. And Chris, you brought up a very... Very uh, important point here. People go to these attorneys, estate planning attorneys, and they advertise openly that they, you know, will help you avoid guardianship and conservatorship. They need to be sued for fraud because every one of them knows that in a, a probate court, you, your papers mean nothing. That probate examiner will discard all those agreements, just like you said. They break into wills. They break into trusts. 
they break into everything. We have states that allow a look-back period where they can go back three, five, and sometimes 12 years to see if anything was yeah. bought, sold, or traded from that estate, and it has to be brought back because the guardian wants it. And all of this, this stuff, this is a very, very controlled, calculated plan on how to dispossess people of their property and then to ultimately end their lives when it's advantageous to do so. And mm-hmm. you're, you're right, I can't get over that. They are hunting us. When you go in the hospital and you're signing in, one of the first things they do is an asset search to see what you've got. When I asked one hospital, why are you doing that? Well, we need to know if you can pay the bill or not. I've got two forms of insurance laying there. I believe I'm covered. Well, we just need to know. Who are you going to call? Well, I'm not going to call anybody. Then why are you looking at this? And, well, this whole system is rigged against you. The whole thing is rigged against you. Mm-hmm. We've got nurses, charge nurses with guardians on speed dial. We got a hot one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and get them in. Uh, the first case I ever dealt with, Sarah and Gary Harvey, uh, her husband fell down the stairs at home, hit his head, had a slight brain injury. She gets him right to the hospital. They said, yeah, he'll be okay, but he's going to have to have some therapy and all of this. She leaves the hospital that night, comes back. The next morning, there's an armed guard standing at the door. Overnight, the hospital had him guardianized. They were quite well-to-do. And she couldn't see her own husband. This happens Mm -hmm. all the time. And Mm -hmm. what part of this people don't understand or refuse to accept? And these are the people, Chris, that when it happens to their family, and it has on occasion, more than a few occasions, happened to their family, and they come screaming back, I didn't believe you. I didn't know they could do this. What am I going to do? I don't, I don't know. You must have done something wrong. And, um, but, you know, I mean, I don't say that to them, but I want to. And, but this whole system is how to get rid of us, but take everything we got beforehand. Now, and as you pointed out, you don't have to have a lot of assets. They, we, in, in the community, in your local community, one elderly person held hostage in guardianship can generate more than a million dollars worth of revenue a year through medical mm-hmm. care, housing, um, elderly care, whatever they supposedly need for you, paying health care workers. It, it can generate up to a million dollars. So when you take that person out of the economy, you put a, a big dent in them, in other words, when you end their lives. But the thing is, they've got a whole system of targeted individuals they are going to bring right into that space. So it that's just, awesome. yeah. See, that's exactly what I've requested um, from our members. Whenever they have a hearing, I would like to be a part of it. Or we've got another two um, advocates who uh, are happy to be a part of the hearings. And the reason we're doing this is we're collecting evidence. We're collecting evidence. I have sat in a tribunal hearing, this poor lady, um, her son was uh, allegedly abusing her. Uh, The other children stepped in to help their mum. And in this tribunal hearing, they they drugged this woman. They put her into hospital. The son put her into hospital. She was medicated with three types of um, antidepressants and serious medication that affected her. Obviously, she didn't pass the capacity test. She escaped 
and she she was luckily she was reassessed to have capacity. I sat in on that hearing. The doctors would the doctors that tested her and the psychologist would not turn up to the trial. So the tribunal was forced to accept that she had capacity and they still guardianized her and said we're doing this in her best interests. Okay? So oh. I have I have been part of these so-called show trials. I have been re- received countless emails. This is not a conspiracy. Hundreds of victims sending me emails. In particular, this week I've been flat out victims to help us. Um, they're targeting yeah. my autistic daughter. Uh, my mum's being targeted, and you see the same, the same people, the same system in place. It's either yeah. a, a, a provider, an NDIS provider. We're seeing um, aged care facilities targeting people, hospitals, and they've all got their game. The hospitals yes. don't want to be inundated, so they prefer to have them into into aged care or hospice. The hospitals, hospice or aged care facilities get great sources of money. They get funding from the federal government by capturing these new victims. They um, they take over the house, they sell the house, they get a bond, so they've got an interest. Now, NDIS insurance... Um, up to one million dollars per person. They can. We've got one million dollar babies that are being, you know, isolated. No one sees them. No one talks to them. We don't even. This young lady on a current affair. That that's so heartbreaking. Um, what a story. Uh, a deaf girl being snatched from her home, who escaped, who escaped the guardianship system. She didn't have a guardianship order on her. She didn't. She's never had a financial order on her. Her mother has been. You know, a victim of domestic violence, um, which allowed the system to take her from a young age because it wasn't the mum's fault. Instead of charging the the so-called um, abusers, you know, well, we just take the kids. And this girl reached adulthood, deaf. She said, no, I'm not participating in this. I have emails and text messages from the girl herself saying, I do not want to live in... Um, in a, in a group home, she has alleged um, she's alleged sexual assault as well. No one's investigating that. Um, and all that had to happen was a provider applied to the guardianship board to review the fact that she was let free, that she's a free bird, and they put her under guardianship. And the the police turned up with orders from a tribunal. Now remember, these orders have not been heard in their orders uh, by a tribunal where no due process exists. So now they are writing up these orders to snatch people, to drug people, and it's not even these orders are not even um, heard in a, in, a, in a courtroom that follow court rules. It is so scary. Right. And they have grabbed the girl, which thankfully we have footage that went live, and you saw her grunting, you know, screaming yeah. for her mother. And there's nothing you yeah. can do about it. It is sick. It is, yeah. it is so... And this is a lovely mother, a lovely mother who is powerless and doesn't know what to do. And, you know, they just pick on people. They just pick on people. Yeah. And then the, the second part of that story is another victim. And I know her, I've known her for quite a few years. She hasn't seen her sister, another victim who we have footage of saying, I don't want to go in a group home crying. And her crime is she has Down syndrome. 
That's her crime, okay? They have oh. grabbed this beautiful soul, this artistic soul, put her in a group home. Her family has been removed. Her boyfriend has, is not part of this anymore. She's in this group home and from, they have claiming half a million dollars allegedly from having her held captive because I call it a captive situation. And who is auditing? Who is guarding the guardians? Who is monitoring these um, unmonitored, unaccountable organisations who are a law unto themselves, who are kidnapping? Or they are kidnapping people. They are entrapping them. They are they are tricking uh, good, honest people and families. Who are, who are guarding this? Who are watching these people? Where is the police nope. in all of this? If I kidnapped you, Marty, if I knocked on your door and grabbed you and put you in a facility or put you isolated you, I would be arrested. If I did that, if anyone does that, but these guardians who are who are you know working with like-minded organisations in a as a collusive pack of hunting these people, who is charging these people? What's going on? And the source of all of this and the power and the root of this problem are the tribunals or probate courts or whatever you want to call them. That is Mm -hmm. where they are being empowered and the legislation that allows for this and the the lack of um, uh, due diligence and the correct testing in the capacity arena. These are the three areas. So you've got this collusive pact. You've got laws facilitating this. You've got the hearing happening. Happening in a, in a it's a show trial. Let's talk it. It's a, a right. kangaroo court, okay? Yes. And then you have this capacity threshold that is so low and can be manipulated with the right doctor and the right wording and the right testing and that's how they're doing it Marty and they're getting yeah. away with it and that's the story the media need to cover once, yes. you, once they're being abused once they're being fleeced that's the second part of the horror story but they need to hone in on the first part and that is right. how are they doing it yes how are they getting okay, away Chris, with it how can they do this Yes, we've got a, a caller on here. Hang on, and it's from Australia. Hang on a second. Oh, wow. Let me get him up. Hi. Uh, if you've got something on in the background, can you shut it off, please? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. This is Marty. Go ahead. Hello. Hi, Marty. Hi, Marty. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Marty. I'm doing okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Hello, ladies. Yes. How are you all? Hello. Hello. Yes. Cos and got Chris. Here? Mia from Australia. Oh, Mia. Oh, oh, Mia. Yes. Okay. You're on the warpath this morning. It was good to hear. <laughs> it's always yeah. It's always um, great to hear your show too, Marty. It's um, always full of insight, and um, I think we actually yeah. probably need to um, uh, do some sort of a a globe, a world alliance, really, in guardianship abuse. Yes, we've got enough countries. I think that um, could um, we can all sort of learn from each other. And um, you've obviously had a head start on Australia. We're only new. Um, yeah. Uh, at, at this racket, so. Um, but uh, no, well, it's, um, that's what we have the core group for, and we we did have it online, Mia. 
But the glory yeah. hogs descended on it and went after everybody that was on there and started, you know, about how they were the world's greatest thing since popcorn. And uh, we had oh. to take it down. So we operate privately. Uh, but, yes, yeah. we have the court yeah. for it, that. And, it is hard. Um, I think it is hard. Yes. Yeah. And it uh, is so it's, it, it's difficult to try and maintain any sense of uh, integrity, if nothing else, because you have these people who constantly try to insert themselves into things and everything goes off the rails. And um, so to avoid all of that, we tried it online, like I say, but that didn't uh, – we couldn't keep them off of there. They'd come in under fake personalities and all of this stuff. You knew it was the same person once they started writing anything. And um, – but uh, – so, yeah, we're trying to do that. And it is a, a global yeah. problem, Mia. You are absolutely yeah. right. It is global. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, the good thing is is that, uh, you know, at least all the countries can call in and we can all share our stories and yeah. what's going on and – with the legislation and et cetera in each country and how, you know, they've managed to get away with it for so long. And I think unless yes. we really address, um, I mean, the oversight, let's face it, is them. So that explains yeah. why nothing, nothing will ever be achieved when you've got these institutions, um, you know, overseeing themselves. They're not, they're yes. not ever going to admit or wrongdoing or a system that's so devious and so sinister. Um, and, and that's only going to come from us, the, the people that have had the misfortune of going, have been exposed to it, the victims that have been subjected, you know, the, the vulnerable that have been yeah. subjected. So we're, we're really their voice. And that's what we're yeah. all about. We're about fighting for them, the past and the present, and keeping keeping this alive. You know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, if anything, we're just, we're getting yeah. bigger and... Um, the information's getting out there, and it's only, as I said, through this, you know, information um, group that we we share and, and yeah. spreading the word and, and warning people. Exactly, and that is the thing yeah. too uh, that we I never thought that we would basically be, you know, in foreign countries, but it turns out we are, and um, you know, and we have a, a large audience, so it isn't like this is. You know, some little uh, – when I first started out, Mia, which has been almost 14 years ago now, I was lucky if I had five people tune in. Now I regularly get messages that we're about to exceed our broadband width uh, <laughs> because we got so many <laughs> people good. signed into the show. <laughs> well, good. But, uh, yes, and that's how we came in, in contact with Chris and, and so many other people um, was through these shows. And – the idea, I'm 14 years almost into this, like I say, the idea that this is still going on, that instead of being weakened or restructured so that it's a better, more, what do I want to say, a fair system, it has gotten worse. And the, like you say, self-policing, it's like somebody said about the Bar Association here, the Bar Association invested investigated the charges against it and decided they hadn't done anything wrong. Um, that's basically the way it goes. Self-policing does not work. You can't give somebody right. this much power yeah. and yeah. then say, well, they we're going to let them police. The, I had a judge tell me yeah. one side time that um, 
because uh, I've always harped on citizen commissions to oversee this stuff like bar complaints and guardianship complaints and all of this stuff. And I had a judge say to me, he said, well, Marty, he said, that won't work. He said, what do you know about the law? I said, well, after listening to some of your rulings, apparently as much as you do, you don't know much either. And <laughs> but they, these people, the, the law matters well, well, not. No, but Marty, that that's that's what's sickening because they keep throwing the law in your face, but you've created yes. a laws and legislation that disempower the people and empower yourselves. So, you yes. know, I, I'm sick of hearing the law. I'm I'm over the law because when the law only serves one group of people and undermines the people that you're actually supposed to be. Uh, working for and protecting. I'm yeah. sorry, you, you you don't hold any respect in my eyes. You're not you're not right. um you know you're, you're, I see that you're you're not worthy of my respect, and I actually find you beneath me. I mean, we're always led to this to be uh, believe that we're at like of a lesser standard, and I think we uh-huh. just that's through that's through I believe through years of holding certain institutions at such a high, much higher regard than what we the people. So therefore, we're always, um, uh, you know, considered lesser. And we need to yes. actually regain our rights. We need to regain, especially in Australia. America's generally, you seem to have free speech and a bit more. But we need to actually regain what we believed were our natural rights. You know, the natural right. right. I didn't realise that you had to go and fight for your life to to care for your parent or a loved one. I never had any understanding. I didn't know that existed, and most people don't. So these natural rights that we believe we have, somewhere over the the many years, they've snuck them in. Uh, Legislators and and governments have snuck the... I didn't vote for this. I didn't vote for my... For the elderly to be abused, I didn't vote for them right. to be defrauded. I didn't vote for their lives to end, be hastened by uh, unelected swill and medical uh, profession that has conflicting um, have conflicting positions. Okay, so somehow this, these have gotten into our system, and and what they want to tell the people is that we're, we've got this wonderful uh, guardianship system, all these systems that offer protection, and we're doing right. Well, it's not happening. So we, we know that it's not you know conspiracy. Yeah. We we know um, that it's not the way it's working. And I think what we've done on or trying to do on a, on a, an effort in between countries is show this to the people. I mean, you've articulated. We all we can all pinpoint the culprits. Okay, so we we can't right. expect to go to the culprits and ask them and expect them to investigate. We're not going to get any honesty or integrity. So it's, no. going, it's we the people. No, it's we the people that have actually have got to put this forward because they'll deny. I mean, we've had inquiries right. in Australia where the very the guardians themselves are before you know the the, tri- the the members are being questioned. They say, "Oh no, we don't. We're a, a, the guardians are of a, 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 a last resort." It's an absolute lie. So they're going yeah. in lying and just getting away with it. So there is no. Right. Um, so that'll just get written off as okay. Well, they're the last resort and they're doing the right thing. It's ridiculous. It's just a, it's a right. farce, all a farce. Yes, it is. Um, Chris, did you have something you wanted to add in there? Did we lose Chris? I think no, we did. No, I'm here, <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. No, I'm here, I'm here. Okay. This, I think all right. this review process is a very big concern for me. Um, 
I think also uh, Chris Jenkins is on the line, so you know as well. And he's, he's got a bit to say too. But there are two things that I'm, that, and I, I agree with with what Mia is saying. We've got this. We're actually appear, I'm, I'm currently, to give you an example, I'm currently dealing with the Legal Services Board here in Australia in regards to uh, the behaviours of lawyers whilst proceedings were on foot. I complained three years ago. I'm asking the system to self-review itself. Now, that's not going to work. I, I can imagine that they're looking for every little loophole to protect their members. Um, I, I, a complaint taking and dragging over three years shows you how much this Caesar judging Caesar approach doesn't work, okay? So even if you're trapped, even if you capture these guardians and the tribunal members and the tribunal members have complete immunity, okay? So they have this immunity. And even if you capture them and you, 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 you can pinpoint where they have actually broken the law, you're asking the Law Institute to assess its members. It's not going to the police. It's not going to an independent source. You're asking them to self-investigate. Well, we all know where that's going to go. You're asking doctors to review their own doctors. Social workers review their own social workers. And this is how they've set it up. So you're entrapped and you're, you're like a hamster going round and round and round, getting nowhere until they exhaust you financially, they exhaust you mentally, they exhaust you physically, emotionally, to the point you give up. Many just give up and that's by design. It's not an accident. And the laws facilitate this, like Mia said. And uh, we've got this system of self-review and, and that, that's what keeps it going. There's no independence. It's all conflicted. There's conflicts of interest, massive conflicts of interest, massive financial gains for those who know how to game the system, and they are gaming the system, and that's what we're seeing. And look, unless this changes, the whole guardianship system has to be dismantled. It has to be removed. We're not against guardianship, Marty. We, we're against abusive guardians. We're, we're for families looking after their loved ones. If there's a rat bag in the family, in a courtroom, that rat bag will be outed, removed as a guardian, and the rest of the family, based on evidence, it's all based on evidence, which everyone's ignoring in this, in this guardianship hearing, based on evidence will continue looking after their loved one. We had, and Mia will tell you the case yesterday where a social worker has made false allegations, doesn't even know the son in question, calls him an abuser, and they've removed him as a carer. How can that happen? Yes. How is yes. this happening? And it's the hearings, yes. these tribunal <clears throat> hearings, these bedside hearings, these these tribunals are dangerous. They are the most, they are an assault to democracy. They need to be shut down or they need to go back to dealing with first world problems of warranties and not interfere in our human rights and our lives. Yeah, they're the, they're the modern day evil. That's that's really what their yes. banner is. Modern, modern day evil in relation to guardianship, the mental health acts, and all those acts that uh, they are allowed to uh, make decisions on, given the powers beyond beyond belief that 
servants of governments are given these powers is just despicable. I think that's a a worthy title for them, Modern Day Evil. Yes. Well, um, you know, that's that's the thing here, too. This this is all... They are Somalians. Sorry, they this are is all Somalian. Set up. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I, I, go ahead, Marty. Just, when I hear the word evil, okay. I I just they are they are pirates. They are the mafia. The mafia would hand out scholarships to these guardians. Okay, they would hand. Yeah. They would be clapping yeah. in awe at the level of evil. No. the lawyers. No, sorry, the, lawyers, the, the, the mafia. The mafia, you know what you're getting with the mafia. These coming yeah, wolves in sheep's clothing is a bit different, okay? It's the cunning. That's that cunning. I grew up in an Italian settlement. I'm not Italian, but I grew up in a heavily... Uh, these were people first generation uh, from Italy, and they were also people that came in from Chicago, Kansas City, Minneapolis, uh, oh, yeah, that they yeah. were hiding from Alec Capone's time, and they would hide yeah. them in Des Moines. Um, you know, and because who's going to look there, right, at that time? Yeah. And I grew up there, and one thing I can tell you about the mafia, they will tell you to your face what they are going to do to you. They will tell you yeah, straight exactly. up exactly what's going to happen, but these people we're dealing with are a particular kind of monster, and I do but, consider but these people happen. monsters. I think they're aberrations yeah. in the population. When you... When your drive in life is to prey on other people who are helpless against you and make your living stealing from other people, I think there's something wrong with you. I think you should be locked up and away from the rest of the population because you're a danger not only to yourself but to the population at large. Mm. These people are predators. Go ahead. But they're protected. Uh, Marty, the, these yes. predators are protected by they're other glorified by as, other because they, yep, uh, they're, they're glorified because they come in as social workers and so that they, they're, they're these wonderful people that are, you know, caring and loving mm-hmm. for the elderly. As Chris was saying, I was part of that hearing just uh, a few days ago and uh, it was absolutely shocking, uh, just briefly, in a matter of an hour, about 10 days ago, um, the uh, the son who had been taking care of his mother for three years and just taking her in because she'd had some light inf- you know, infection and uh, and she was, she was actually suffering blood ca- bladder cancer for, for a year. So he'd been caring for his mum all fine and uh, had taken her to hospital. It was just then the nurse had said, oh, yeah, mum will be fine. She'll be home in a few days. Next thing, he knows that they're keeping her in there and... And yeah. you know, so forth and so forth. Anyway, what happens basically? They, the social worker, makes these fraudulent claims, alleges that he's malnourished his mother, etc., uh, etc. Yes. Et yeah. And then, in a matter of an hour, in a hearing, it, it was taking uh, the guard, his. Well, he didn't actually have a power of attorney, but they just awarded it to the state, obviously, money and uh, her guardianship, and. Um, uh-huh. And then they had to have another hearing to detain her because she didn't want to go into the home. And in that hearing, because the son would not coerce his mother, because the Office of Public Advocate rang the son and said, you need to get your mother to say she wants to go into the home, because she has a slight Alzheimer's, but it's only slight. Um, and, he, and she said, you need to get your mother to, you know, sort of consent or, or 
say that she wants to go in the home. And when he said, I'm not going to do that to my mother. She, she wants to come home. I want to continue caring for her. And with that, they had, that's when they made the second application to forcibly detain her. They got all the medical people in there lying. And then in that hearing there on Friday, they then made allegations that he physically abused his mother. That's how disgusting and sinister and vile um, the social workers and the advocates are in um, Australia. I'm sure the same as um, in, in America. Yeah. But that that's just yeah. that just happened on Friday, and I was listening. When I went to at the end, when I was because these people are new to it and not understanding, and when I went to ask if I could speak and let them know that they were forcibly institutionalising went to cut me off who are you we you know you didn't come in at the beginning of this hearing we don't know who you are straight away cut me off we're finishing this hearing and that's it they would not allow yeah. me to speak as soon as i said you're you're forcibly under section 32 of the act you're forcibly institutionalizing this woman when she has a son they were lying saying the son didn't live with her so it was just all manufactured when when he didn't when he didn't coerce his mother, that's when they come in with the forced detainment of this woman. Yes. and she's now yesterday she was put in this home uh, into this nursing home. Oh my so God. now we're waiting to see. We're gonna we're gonna attempt the next steps of obviously application for, you know, to get her back home. Yeah, we don't know how that's okay. going to work out. Though. We've got a yeah. We've got another caller here, so we've only got twenty minutes yep. left. So let's get yep. on here. Hang on. If we can get this to queue up. Hi, this is Marty. Hi, Marty. It's uh, Chris from Australia. How are you going? Yes, good. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good. Uh, a good uh, 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 topic coverage again. It's great. Um, one of the things that I wanted to add is that um, we need to actually understand uh, how is this going to be addressed in Australia. And okay. I can give some examples of what the system does. Now, we know the media is reluctant or has been reluctant to touch the taboo topics of tribunals and guardianship. Mm -hmm. um, that seems to be changing at the moment. There's a little window of opportunity that's happening there, so we, we want to focus on that. But what I need to explain is that how do you address this? Now, you'd expect the only answer is to go to a state or territory um, government or to the federal government. What happens in the state and territory governments, and I can demonstrate from clear evidence of recently 2019-20, I was asked by the South Australian government inquiry into their public trustee, which is the administrator arm of the system. <clears throat> I was asked to provide questions to the public trustee. Uh, I did that. They were put on notice. The, par the public trustee responded to those questions. They avoided answering every one of those questions properly. They deflected and lied to Parliament. So um, I know that the committee has received evidence of fraud and corruption uh, within the public trustee. I know that as a fact, not only from me but from others. Um, so I asked the uh, committee when they covered it up and said they weren't going to look at it any further, um, I sent them a response to all those 17 questions and it was 280 pages with their own documents in it demonstrating that they'd been lied to. 
And what they did was they did not put the evidence of the lies. They put the evidence of the of the actual lying as being credible by the public trustee on their website. So I asked the committee, is it acceptable for the South Australian public trustee to lie to a parliamentary committee and for parliament to knowingly promote those lies on its website? Why is transparency and accountability not being practised by the SARC? I've got no answer to that. But what, what I'm trying to say here is that where do we go? In Australia, where do we go? The federal government says we can't interfere with state matters, a constitutional um, uh, situation. But we have Australian citizens all around Australia in different states and territory being abused, <clears throat> and they have nowhere to go except to the abuser and ask them to fix a problem which is 20-something billion dollars worth of money in the system and, and you're asking them to stop taking that money because it's, um, uh, because it's wrong. Now, um, we, we really have to look at a solution to this, and the only solution that we can see is that you have to remove the conflicts of interest wherever possible. So in the states and territories, you remove, as, as Christine said, you remove the tribunals out of the guardian system altogether. And you have to move it then to the next level up where there is less conflict of interest in the federal arena, in a federal court. And then, then we might get progress on this. But this has been going on for 30 years in our records, mine 15 years. It's, it's uh -huh. never going to end while we go this process. And um, right. from the American point of view, uh, your system, you're fighting against private predators in, in most. Right. In Australia, we're fighting against the government that controls the laws, that where criminal acts can only be prosecuted against the government if the government Department of Public Prosecution decides they will prosecute themselves and, and they use their Crown solicitors to not protect the law or the people, but to protect the government. So we have a situation here where we have nowhere to go. Mm. Wow. So it's, it's, what do you it's do really... What do you do when your abuser is the government? That's the that's what that's yeah. Chris is saying. Our abuser is our governments. You're asking the governments to stop their little cartels. Okay, their pre-death duties, they're in, they, this is how they, they get the lot this way. They don't just get a percentage. They get the whole lot before you die. They get you, they get your money, they get everything, okay? And mm -hmm. we're asking the government who have created this abusive little cartel and have set it all up to review itself. That is why Australia is in one, and, and I think Norway as well, some of these Scandinavian countries. Um, we are in really big trouble because they are going to fight tooth and nail to keep this system, this human, that I believe they're stepping in as, as the, the saviours. They are profiting from the capture of ordinary Australians and they're keeping Australians in the dark as what this what is going on? And it's, the, it's really the, a uh, worldwide people's effort. So, yeah, I just said uh, it's a, this, this is, is a people's you. effort as well. Pe people have to come on board with this because it's it's 
the laws are about uh, being um, uh, undermining us. You you have to pay right. attention and you have to understand what is going on. These are being created under our noses. We, we haven't voted. I didn't vote for it. I didn't vote for any of this. Um, so it, it's got to, people have got to be educated. Some will come on board, some won't. But at some point in their lives, probably soon, they will come under this system. There's no, there's no ifs or buts, it, buts about it because it's there um, for, for people, for easy, let's say, for, you're going into systems now, they're directing you. You've got all these uh, networks, that the Dementia Australia, the, the seniors' rights, a lot of these, these institutions actually direct people if they have, you know, small issues. Oh, go here, go to the, the Guardian or go to the Tribune, go here, and they're directing people. So they're, they're, they're being trained to direct people into the into the system so they've right. got to be educated before they get there we need to bring everybody and that's it likewise in america with you guys you seem to have a nice in your in certain states group of people support we're a support network and we're and we're gaining ground with the people that we help support and then they too will, will spread the message and and this way he will become a bigger i think will become a bigger and we'll get the laws got, the laws have got to be changed that's the only way this is going to happen right. Um, government's not going to we, do it of their own accord. No, and we no, have to recognise. We have to recognise this is not new. Over 170 years ago, a French statement, Frederick Bastiat, said, in, "This is pre-revolutionary France. The law is guilty of things it is supposed to punish, and when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men living together in society, they create for themselves, in the course of time." a legal system that authorises it, and a moral code that glorifies it. That's Australia today. That's, that's, that's the U.S. too. America too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It most certainly is. Um, because we are constantly told, to, you know, and judges and these high-profile attorneys are held up as the pillars of society and beyond reproach and everything else, and too many times... They are the dregs of society. They are the predators, the lawbreakers. Uh, they are many times immoral, amoral. Um, it, it, this, the whole justice system globally is virtually non-existent. It's been hijacked. And um, Marty, like, can, can you I, know, you, go ahead. Can I just ask you a question, Marty? You were talking yes. judiciary within within our system, within the, the the tribunal. You can barely make it out to a. Supreme Court, so in in a into a Supreme Court where evidence and etc. matters. Does that is that the same in uh, the U.S.? Are you well, like, it's sort of like a cat chasing its tail, and you cannot get out into another arena, a jurisdiction that is well, bound by evidence. Well, that's just it. Uh, if you're yeah. in probate here, it's virtually impossible to get out of it. Again, probate okay. doesn't recognize the Constitution, your rights of any kind yep. it does not deal with law so right. it deals with statute and code these fictitious uh, fictional creations and that's what they go by so it's basically set up so that you cannot get out of there and into civil or criminal court because if right. you did now the so law like comes into play yeah yes exactly so the same. It, i wasn't sure i wasn't sure yeah. whether it was the same it's exactly the same for us you can barely yep. get out of there and if you can, it can only be on an, an error of law and not on yeah. a question of fact. And then it's going to cost you got an extra hundreds of thousands to get it into a what we call a Supreme Court. 
So yes, yeah, so it's yeah. obvious that it's definitely the same. And you're, and you're same, fighting um, against, and you're fighting against governments that have got yeah. unlimited resources and money, and they know even if it does get into the civil court, nothing will ever happen. They'll keep it dragged out right. until you lose all your money, and and bullies are cunning. And the greatest joy for a bully is to destroy people. And that's what's yes. happening every day here in Australia. And it's not all only to do with the money. There's narcissistic people out there that do it for the fun. And yeah. um, we have to... We, it's a culture here that has developed in... Um, and, and cultures uh, cannot just be prescribed or legislated. It's something that's happened now that has to be turned around... Um, and and we, one of the things that the government wants us to do, is to focus on the symptoms, not the cause. That's been a, that's mm-hmm. prominent as as Christine said earlier on. They want us to look at the public trustees because they're untouchable, and and there's no everyone knows public trustees are corrupt and they they stuff up things. So they, all they end up saying is, oh, we looked at it, we fixed that problem. It was a, just a glitch. Well, it's not a yeah. glitch. And when you have public trustees, like, um, I'll give you an example of what they said to me once. No further investigations are, pro, are proposed into the public trust areas. I won't be looking at anything I don't have to. And that's the truth. And they don't have to look at anything, so nothing ever happens. And right. they even went to the stage when I, I um, put them under pressure for an audit into their own system they said they they recreated, regenerated, remanufactured financial reports from today backwards that hid their oh. errors for an audit paid for by the public and that audit was then used to take away a person's legal rights under the law because what they were doing was shutting down avenues for legal address. So right. you have a situation where they play with these things and they're able to whitewash audits, they're able to destroy and replace evidence, and no one does anything about it. The law says that it's, you can't do that, but the law is not being enforced because the enforcement is against the government. And, and for example, right. a public trustee in Australia, the Act says that they are not accountable. The Crown of the state is accountable. So when you go to the Crown and ask them to prosecute the public trustee, you're asking the Crown to prosecute themselves. And that's why it doesn't oh. matter. That, yeah, no, and criminal... This is under criminal law I'm talking about. The criminal law uses the DPP, and the DPP won't prosecute. They, they may have the decision where they can prosecute, uh, prosecute and the Attorney General's control that. But as I said, the Public Trustee Act in South Australia, for example, says that the, if there's an offence or an error by the public trustee, the Crown is accountable. So when you try and address that, you're actually asking the people that are accountable to address it against themselves. And that's, they, they, they know that in the civil area it's too costly for people to do it. They know in the criminal area they've got control of any form of prosecution so they're basically free and able to do whatever they want and that's why they're so blatant about this and um and and this sarc inquiry that i gave the information uh, i asked as i said why is it acceptable for the south australian public trustee to lie to parliament so why is it okay for a government office to lie to parliament and for that parliament then to deceive the public 
by putting those lies on its website when it knows they're lies. It, 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 yeah. The whole system is corrupt. Yes, it is. We've got about five minutes left here. Uh, this went by really fast. I hope people listening got some understanding of who created this system, how it actually operates, and what a disadvantage you are at because if they target you, there's virtually no hope for you. There is no escape. These are ultimate predators. You might as well be thrown in a prison. If you were in prison, um, you'd have more rights than people under guardianship do. Uh, you have freedom of association and you know you can say what you want and you can get mail and all that stuff. Many people under guardianship, in fact, most cannot. Why is that? And, you know, when isolation and forced drugging and all of this is a violation of the human rights through the UN, isolation is number three on its list of known tortures. Why would you do this to someone who's already, who's already at a disadvantage, already scared to death? Why would you isolate them? This is psychological torture. It is nothing less. Sorry, Marty. It's also got a financial link to it. What I was yes. explaining about the South Australian, what I presented was evidence of public trustee falsifying those records that go back 10 years. So what, what I'm arguing is we're talking about millions of dollars affecting thousands of, of uh, people under public trustee. That, uh-huh. So they've, they've changed and therefore defaulting on settlements over maybe 10 years. And they knew about their problems before I even knew about it. And, and yeah. I'm talking about back over 16 years ago. So, yeah. uh, and they kept on doing it for 10 or more years that I, my but records the, show. So they're not going to tell you they're defrauding people, Chris. I think that's no, what because people have got to accept. No, yeah. because what it's I'm saying with this one, we're talking about millions of dollars and to do audits of thousands of clients over many years, they believe it's mm-hmm. better to bury it than to fix yeah. it. And how many families were destroyed it. by that? Disinherited and had to be tortured mentally watching their loved one go through this process. Uh, that's that's the part of it that really sinks in with me. The assets, it's bad enough. But it's what is done to the individual, the isolation, the psychological yep. torturing. That you know, this is this is what eats at me. How do you do this to other living human beings so that you can make money and you can take the results of the, someone else's life's work that isn't yours to begin with and walk away with it and then stand up and say. You know, I'm doing the best I can for my client. No, you're not doing it. In most cases, they can't even identify the person. They've never seen them. They've seen their uh, an assets sheet. Or like yeah. hey, we've got the ones doing it by volume. Uh, yo, you're on Social Security, Zam. You need a guardian. And they make themselves the assigned payee on their benefits. And the person who that belongs to never sees it. And um, then is it really a win-win situation? Then the state steps in, taxpayers, and they pay for nursing and, you know, uh, housing and all of this stuff. So it's a win-win situation for everybody surrounding this person. But the person at the core of it has been totally disempowered, disenfranchised, lost their identity. 
they have been declared civilly death. I've only got 60 seconds left here. I want to thank everybody, Mia and Chris, for calling in. And Chris, of course, thank you to you. You always do such a good, informative show. Um, Remind everyone, these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, and we will have a panel submission this year. Chris will be on our panel. It will be by video and uh, because of this faked-up virus thing. But um, So Chris will be on there as representing Australia. Kazi, you still there? I am here. It's been so wonderful <laughs> hearing from everybody and learning about another yes. country yes. and a lot of things yes. that are the same. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, everybody, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for calling thank in. You. Thank you, Chris. See you, Marty. See you, Chris. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Bye. See you, guys. Yeah. We will talk again Bye. soon. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, okay, everyone. Good, Good night. night. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.